Welcome back, children of the revolution, to what you're not listening to, the audio educational and anthology series, award-winning, I should say. Yes, I actually got the statue the other day. I'm going to be posting on Instagram. It's weird, right? (laughs) I'd like to thank the Academy and all the little people, because there's so many of you little people. (laughs) And today, we're looking at white heat and black leather. For my first program for Rocktober 2021, an audio primer for the very first documentary of one of the most important bands of the latter half of the 20th century, The Velvet Underground, directed by Portlander, Todd Haynes, and broadcasting on October 15th on Apple TV. The Velvet Underground are a band you have heard of, if not exactly heard. When you do hear them, it is usually in passing, or one of uh, two tracks from their catalog that are favorites or whomever is presenting them. Often, you hear about their story in terms that have nothing to do with the music or their greatness. Andy Warhol, the 1960s, avant-garde, banana peel, etc. Originally calling themselves the Warlocks and the Falling Spikes, the latter uh, a reference to intravenously using heroin, um, they adopted their now famous name after uh, finding a book in the street by journalist Michael Lee, which detailed the so-called deviant sexual behaviors of white suburbanites. They were a band that definitely broke the mold on many fronts, even with their lineups. Most of the members, like founder Lou Reed, were from or living in New York. Experimental musician John Cale and former model Nico were the exceptions from Wales and Germany, respectively. Adding to this with their drummer, quote-unquote, was a woman, Maureen Tucker, and she played a partial set and did this standing up. You know, in the words of uh, Lou Reed himself, I wanted to write the great American novel, but I also uh, liked rock and roll. The decade they formed in and released most of the material in, the 1960s, saw a seismic shift in demographics that would forever alter their music style. Thanks to the growth of the suburbs and the second great migration by blacks, older eastern and midwestern cities like Chicago and New York started to decay and fall apart, while places like California would flourish. If Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys invented the concept of California as a magical paradise, then Lou Reed documented the fall of New York just as perfectly. Their sometimes abrasive sound would make them truly fringe artists during their brief lifetime, which initially included just four studio albums, a fifth one called Squeeze in 73, without read, it's discounted by all involved, and on a great many touring dates where they were lucky if they got 20 people to show up to see them. Uh, Much of this was due to the subject matter of their songs, which, even for so-called progressive radio, was too much to handle. Heroin, methamphetamines, drag queens, transsexuals, prostitutes, fellatio, orgies, etc. Radio refused to play them um, except for a a truly handful of underground stations emerging on the FM dial, and critics did not know what to make of them. All Music, founded in 1991 and the premier guide to all things music on the internet, ranks them at number five in uh, terms of all artists and, and of influence. The joke... Coined by Brian Eno, goes something like this. The Velvet Underground only sold 100 albums, but those 100 people went on to form bands of their own. These 11 songs were chosen as a representation of the sounds, subject matter, and characters that made the Velvet Underground the premier 1960s New York bohemian icons they would indelibly become. And we're going to be kicking it off well, because, you know, this is Rocktober. Woo-woo! Uh, this is from the fully loaded version of Loaded. <laughs> You know, what does that mean? Originally, it was supposed to be loaded with hits, but let's 
when we're talking about heroin, let's just throw all that out the window. This is from 1970. And this is the full-length version of Rock and Roll. And we will see you in about a half an hour.
just another toy Sacred silence shoots sincerely Saying words that have all so clearly been said So long ago
And welcome back, children of the revolution, to what you're not listening to, the award-winning audio educational anthology series here on aceofspadespdx.com. And I am your uh, host, show producer, webmaster, audio engineer, researcher, videographer, writer, Danny Ben Bear, Ben Brown Jr. I did meant, fail to mention that at the beginning because I'm really excited. I gather to present this show. This is a band I absolutely love, and um, it's taken a lot of people a long time to get it. You know, some people get it at the beginning, right? I'm not some hipster right? Seriously, you know, like, oh, you don't know this, blah, 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 right? So there's this joke. How many hipsters does it take to change a light bulb? Well, I tell you, but you probably never heard of it. <laughs> Let's recap what we've heard in our White Heat and Black Leather show. Um, for those of you who have the opportunity to watch it on Apple TV, there is a documentary by Portlander Todd Haynes, amazing, amazing director, does some fabulous, fabulous films. And yes, he is openly gay. Um, about the Velvet Underground. Yes, the first true, real documentary about the band. Let's recap what we've heard in the first uh, part of our show before we go to the amazing second part. Kicked it off with a full-length version of Rock and Roll from 1970s Loaded, the fully loaded version. After that, Lady Godiva's Operation from White Light, White Heat, their second album from 1968, the year your horse was born. And that is about a um, gender reassignment surgery. Yes. After that, I'm Waiting for the Man from their debut album by the band the Velvet Underground and Nico, and that's about somebody waiting to score heroin. Yes, from 67. After that, recorded in 1968 and released in 1985, Stephanie Says from the album VU. And what was interesting is that many of these albums were actually out of print for many years. And uh, this was when this was released, all the critics were just like, oh my God, this is amazing. Uh, it had floated around in various bootlegs and um, things of that nature for decades. And here we are. And after that, uh, the song we just heard, a live version, a live at the Matrix in San Francisco, White Light, White Heat, recorded in 1969 and released in 1974 from 1969, The Velvet Underground Live Volume 2. And the Volume 1 and Volume 2 albums of that were, for many years, the only Velvet Underground albums you could find at your record store. So it's kind of, it really was the introduction to many, for mo uh, to many about the band's uh, talent and music. Okay, so here we go. We're about to launch into the second part here. And our first two songs um, in the second part are both from their uh, their second album called The Velvet Underground. Yes, no, I'm sorry, their third, called The Velvet Underground. And uh, they're both from 1969. This is What's Go On. And the next the song after that is actually the most covered song in the band's catalog by other artists, Pale Blue Eyes. And we see you just before the grand finale.
Sometimes I feel so happy. Sometimes I feel so sad. Sometimes I feel so happy. But mostly you just make me mad. Baby, you just make me mad. Linger on. Can't stand up. 
slightly Severin down on your bended knee Taste the whip in love not given lightly
And there's even some evil mothers Well, they're gonna tell you that everything is just dirt You know that women never really faint And that villains always blink their eyes Ooh. And that, you know, children are the only ones who blush And that life is just to die Yeah. 
Welcome back, children of the revolution, to what you're not listening to here on aceofspadespdx.com. And I'm still your all around monkey bear, daddy Ben Bear, Ben Brown Jr. doing it all here on the DIY. Hope you're having a great time and learning um, something about one of the truly great, iconic American bands in history. Honestly, the critics were always right, you know. And as far as this was concerned, um, it's taken a lot of you a very long time. And uh, we're celebrating this because uh, next week, Todd Haynes' documentary, uh, which was already uh, at Cannes um, and screened there uh, for um, attendees uh, about the Velvet Underground, the first true documentary about the band. And it's just you hear a lot about the band, but you really never heard the band. That's kind of the point of the show today. So, um Happy to be here with all of you and be presenting all of this. Let's recap what we've heard in the second part of our show before we get into our truly extended grand finale. Kicked it off with two songs from their third album, The Velvet Underground from 69, What Goes On in Pale Blue Eyes, following that from their debut album, The Velvet Underground and Nico from 67, Venus and Furs, which is, well, about sadomasochism. <laughs> Because, gee, why can't we get our records played on the radio? Well, (laughs) seriously, seriously, bro, seriously. Yeah, well, you know, things are a little bit different now. You know, that's what young people don't understand. You know, you can go to the YouTubes and find all this stuff. And there's the Internet. Back in the day, none of this existed, right? So... You didn't play it on the radio, you weren't selling records, and that's just the way it was. And this is why it took a lot of people a very long time to even hear about the band. Following that, the full-length version of Sweet Jane, recorded in 70, released in 1995 on the Peel Slowly and C box set. It was also on the fully loaded version, uh, uh, really released by Rhino Records, an amazing set. Um, they've done two of them. Uh, one of them is two discs, the other is six. It's because there was just that much great material. Check it out. It's worth your time. And the song we just heard, I'll Be Your Mirror, featuring uh, lead vocals by Nico uh, from Germany from the uh, their debut album, The Velvet Underground, and Nico from 67. Alrighty, and here we are at the finale, the grand finale. And this is a song, again, why can't we get nobody wants to play us on radio? But, you know, again, for as progressive as a lot of people think the 60s were, it really wasn't. Because this is a song about a bunch of, well, cross-dressers and drag queens waiting for Fleet Week <laughs> in New York City and giving blowjobs and having group sex with sailors. <laughs> And that happened because it actually did, and it probably still does to this day. It ports all over the world. And if you have questions, feedback, comments, dedications, love letters, requests, are always welcome. Please drop me a line at daddybinbear, one word, daddybinbear at gmail.com. Find me on my design site at aospdx.com. Drop me a line on the contact page. Or find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Instagram. I hope you all have a lovely, lovely rest of the day. And happy Rocktober! Woo! Yeah! I can roll, baby! <sighs> this is literally the sex, drugs, and rock and roll band. <laughs> One of many, and yet it's what makes it great. Love to you all. From the album White Light, White Heat from 1968, this is Sister Ray. <laughs> 